0: This is Cultivating Convos with the Ohio Department of Agriculture. It's fun to have everyone else kind of get a little insight into what we do. Farmland forever. Actually, that was the next question I was going to ask you. Shelby, (laughs) let's wrap (laughs) this thing up. (laughs) Hi, everyone. Welcome back for another episode of Cultivating Convos. You've got me. Megan, and my co-host, Brian.
1: Nice to, well, I was going to say nice to hear from everyone, but we can't hear you. But
0: (laughs) hopefully you're having a nice
1: day wherever you're at, whatever you're doing. It's been uh, that that perfect fall weather. We had National Farmers Day the other day, and uh, a major thank you to to everyone, not just in Ohio, but throughout the country working in agriculture and, uh, you know, keeping us fed and fueled and doing what needs to be done.
0: Yes, thank you so much, farmers um, and producers. We appreciate you and everything you do, and we know you put in the hours, um, especially right now at harvest season, I believe. Everybody's harvesting right now, so lots going on. Lots going on, including for you. You got to take a field trip, right? I sure did. So uh, last week, I met with um, one of our guys in our uh, soil and water division, and we taped a couple—well, not a couple. We taped like 30 <laughs> uh, videos Um to help kids uh, learn more about urban and agricultural soil. So um, they had a competition over the weekend um, in the Columbus area. It's called the Ohio FFA soil judging contest. And I think like hundreds of kids came out to this park. uh ODA had dug up some pits so they could get into these pits and take a look at the soil and um, come up with answers on this worksheet. Really cool stuff. So um, I know those kids had a good time and so did ODA uh, being a part of that judging uh, panel. So very cool. And being a videographer, did you go into the pits? I sure did. <laughs> you should check out our TikTok page because it was <laughs> the area was actually really creepy. Um, and I was joking around with uh, my coworker about how he's luring me into the woods, into a quote-unquote pit, and there could have been any kind of serial killer around. You know, tis the season.
1: Tis the season, and we also have another scary topic, unfortunately, to talk about as well. We're talking about spotted lanternfly again, that means there's been a new sighting in Ohio. So we're with, uh, from our plant health division, Dan Kenny and Jonathan Shields. Also with us today is Joe Boggs from OSU Extension. Um, thank you everyone for joining us. Dan, we'll, we'll start with you. Can you tell us about this latest confirmed sighting in Ohio?
2: Yeah, we've had a lot of reports in, from the Cincinnati area over the last month or so um, and uh, we've been doing a lot of survey work down there. Jonathan uh, and and has assembled uh, a team as was looking around and spotted uh, a population of adults spotted lantern fly on the west side of town there, um, and that we're still uh, following up on at this point.
0: So this might be for Joe and for Jonathan. Um, well, maybe Dan, you too. Um, so whoever would like to answer, have you all then been on the ground? You've seen um, the SLF? Uh, what what's going on on the ground from your perspective?
3: So, uh, Megan, I could probably take this one. Um, we uh, had a a report from a from a concerned citizen that they had seen a spotted lanternfly in this area. Um, they included a photo. Um, the photo was pretty clear that it appeared to be spotted lanternfly. So we we made it a very high priority to get out there. Um, I took a look around early this week and. uh, In my survey, I was able to find a a dozen or so adult spotted lanternflies on Ailanthus or Tree of Heaven, which is one of their top preferred hosts. Um, And it was located uh, fairly close to um, Mill Creek, and if you're familiar with the Cincinnati area, Mill Creek kind of. uh, is is a landmark because it has a lot of rail traffic on the east side of Mill Creek um, and we know from uh, our previous SLF conversations that uh, spotted lantern fly really likes to move on rail uh, rail cars that kind of thing it's it's very common to find it in those kinds of environments so um, We have found a couple of different trees that had spotted lanternfly on them. Um, Our plan is to do some additional survey in that area in the coming weeks and really define, you know, just the size of this infestation um, and see if we can uh, determine if this is a reproducing population um, or if it's just getting started, you know, maybe it hasn't gone through full life cycle including you know egg masses on the trees and that kind of thing Um, so we we have a lot to learn still Um, this is in the early stages but uh, the big message I think is that we really appreciate the the folks who are reporting the sightings of the spotted lanternfly uh, because it allows us to get out there and respond quickly
0: and
1: Jonathan, we urge people, you know, throughout social media and outreach to, you know, report any anything they think could be spotted lantern fly. How how many reports do you get, and are they mainly concentrated in in the Cincinnati or or the Cleveland area where there's been sightings? I mean, is the inbox flooded all the time?
3: Uh- I wouldn't say we're overwhelmed with reports yet, but we certainly have gotten a lot of reports, especially over the summer. The adult stage of the spotted lanternfly is a, it's a pretty notable insect. Uh, Something that if you see it, it looks unique. Um, There's uh, some bright red coloration, some spotting on the wings. So it's something that catches your eye. Um, And we've had reports from all over the state and we take all of those reports seriously, and we follow up on those. And And fortunately, we really haven't found a lot of established populations um, in the follow up to those reports. So um, it appears in many of these cases that there might be hitchhikers. Uh, in our previous conversation about spotted lanternfly, we talked about how well this thing can hitch a ride um, on various types of transportation. And uh, I mentioned rail already, but trucking and um, and even passenger vehicles and those kinds of things can be methods to transport this bug.
0: So we've obviously had several confirmed sightings of spotted lanternfly. Joe, let me ask you what this means for Ohio. What kind of impact are we looking at from these you know, confirmations of sightings here?
4: Well, you know, that's one thing that's been very interesting about spotted lanternfly. As with a number of non-native invasives, once it's discovered, uh, there's a lot of work done in the scientific community to very rapidly learn what we need to learn about the insect. That happened with Asian longhorn beetle. It's happening with spotted lanternfly. So the scientific studies are really focusing on the entire impact. Unfortunately, we don't know all the impact yet. Um, we do know, for example, that it, it can be very impactful to uh, the to vineyards. So winemaking uh, is, is a major concern. Ohio has quite an industry there. Uh, we also know that it can be very damaging to hops. And you know, we sometimes joke, well, that takes off the you know, the two things that could keep us uh, maybe make it a little easier to accept we have spot lantern fly, but nonetheless, <laughs> it's uh, it you know, we do know that there's going to be impactful uh, uh results. Uh, another tree, for example, that we see it on, uh, that we've seen it well, I haven't, but I've heard reports of is on sugar maples. Now, we don't have a lot of sugar maples in the greater Cincinnati area, but uh this is a sap sucker so uh, it does pull out uh, material in the tree that would be very helpful for the tree's health but once again megan we don't know entirely what that impact is going to be over the long haul we're concerned for example that if a tree is under stress already that it could simply add to it and make that tree more susceptible to other problems but these are things we're still learning just suffice it to say though that finding it and being able to address it uh, making people aware of it um, such as the educational outreach that's done uh, by Ohio Department of Agriculture and we're part of that very proud to be part of that but that can help people to be on the lookout so now that uh, that this is being reported it will raise awareness people can be on the lookout for it And hopefully the populations can be dealt with if they're very small so we don't firsthand see negative results, although, you know, we probably will see that eventually.
1: Jonathan, you you brought up when you went out there seeing about, I believe it was a dozen or so adults. And I guess in the mind of the plant health division and and a plant inspector, do you, figure that there are more out there or you have to actually physically see them before confirming something like that? I mean, are you worried that seeing a dozen means there's plenty of more or that as far as you know, there were only 12 to worry about?
3: Yeah, so I mean, typically if if we're seeing a dozen of them, then uh, there are going to be more in the area. Um, These these insects can be kind of cryptic. Um, You would think with that sort of showy red coloration on the hind wings that this would be something that uh, would would pop right out at you all the time. But most of the time they have those wings closed up and the the fore wing, the front wing that uh, kind of covers over that is a grayish color and it's um, spotted and it blends in really well with the bark of the tree of heaven. So um it's got a decent amount of camouflage, you know, when those wings are closed up. So, um, you know, there's going to be some that we're not going to see. And uh, that's part of the reason that we really want to take a little more time and, and do some intensive survey in the area surrounding this find to just determine how widespread this might be.
0: So Dan, can you talk about what ODA is doing? And I'm sure that we're working with, you know, federal state partners on this uh to try to contain if this is possible
2: yeah um and there's that's one of the the big successes of of really of a lot of these uh unfortunately insects that come in and and we have to respond to but we've we've we kind of have a playbook um unfortunately from dealing with emerald ash borer asian longhorn beetle and and now spotted lanternfly also also spongy moth i throw in there um we have a great group of cooperators that we work with, including, as you mentioned, USDA, um, Ohio Department of Natural Resources, and then and, and with Joe here uh, in his group with OSU Extension, is an invaluable partner in educating. Um, just Joe does a great job of reaching out to all the green industry folks, especially in that tri-state area uh, down in Southwest Ohio. So. We're glad to have him on here today as well. Um, but our goal is to to detect it um, with the public's help um, to uh, if we can get out and and conduct treatments as we've done in in Mingo Junction and areas around Cleveland and, um, and uh, in Amherst as well. So those are the three areas where we've been uh, able to do some treatments in um, and. and uh, you know, we're doing that with the help of, of folks in the local area as well. So we're working with Cleveland Metro Parks and and uh, we'll be reaching out to um, folks in the Cincinnati area as well to to just try to bring them on board with, with uh, seeing what's best to do in each individual scenario here.
1: All right. I do want to ask Saturday Night Live. This bug has gotten so big. They've parodied this. Has anyone seen it? It was like a weekend update skit.
4: <laughs> yeah, I watched it, and also Jimmy Kimmel uh, uh, highlighted spotted lanternfly in New York City. And uh, during his monologue, he said just prior to taking the stage, there was a spotted lanternfly on the stage, the actual insect, and he was uh, talking about that. But yeah, those uh, those uh, parodies have been very interesting. Some of the, I will have to say with Jimmy Kimmel, uh, some of my entomology colleagues have pointed out that uh, you know, that the, 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 the costumes weren't entirely accurate because it made it look like they had eight legs. Of course, we know better. Uh, but, yeah, those parodies were, were pretty funny. Uh, but I would do want to go back to say what someone said earlier, and that is that from my perspective, from our perspective, you know, as educators, you know, almost anything is welcome to, to raise awareness. Even if it's a parody, that, you know, is national attention. And not just for Ohio, but you know, for the surrounding states and all the states where spotted lanternfly can pop up.
0: And on that note, um, anything people should do if they believe they've seen the spotted lanternfly, what are immediate steps um, forward there?
2: Just re- get, reach out to us uh, through the through the reporting website at, at ODA, reach out to OSU Extension, um, we're all in the loop in terms of how to how to get that information into our various reporting uh, locations. There's a couple of different ones that can be used, but it all funnels back to the group that's uh, working on the insect uh, response. So um, just just uh, reporting it in any way you can, and really making sure you give us a, a picture and a location
4: well megan and brian I, I and i really appreciate what dan said and i don't mean for this to come across like this as a mutual admiration society but it really is actually mm. the fact is we're very lucky here in ohio i travel around to get to work with a lot of different folks and and uh what the ohio department of agriculture does in response to these types of things is exemplary uh, i think it could be a model for many other states and so i want to highlight that reporting system I actually did a report there for one of the, fi- the one of the single insects that was found down here, a single specimen. So I used that uh, newly minted spotted lanternfly uh, online reporting uh, site, and it was very easy to use. Uh, there were a lot of features that were. Uh, not difficult to find that are very important in particular the site allows for the uploading of pictures and i think that's extremely important when people report use a cell phone whatever you have at your disposal to take a picture and upload it and equally important at the bottom of the website there is an interactive map that a person can click the location the exact location and you can Zoom in so you can go right down to almost the tree. it's a, it's very, very, very helpful. So it's an easy site to use, and I've used it, and I think that uh, that folks will find it uh, that it's a helpful tool in making sure that we are aware of these locations. And I just have to applaud ODA for reacting very quickly and developing that site.
1: Hey, that's that's awesome. thanks, Joe for for sharing. Dan. I do want to ask, you know on Facebook, the number one question along with like how to report it and the site that we had that Joe just talked about, you know, after the picture and after they know their location, do do you recommend people kill this insect?
2: Um, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say I recommend it. I, I I mean, I think it can maybe make, make you feel like you've gotten a little vengeance uh, on a, <laughs> on an invasive species, but um, I, I know a lot of states have had that message out. I, I'm kind of, uh,
0: Uh, neutral on that front i think so oda is neutral on the squish policy so (laughs) just you know make the decision at your own discretion
4: (laughs) yeah exactly yeah well uh, you know know, one thing though i would have to say and again i'm speaking uh, you know from a little different perspective on this and that is that uh, if we look at other non-native invasives like asian longhorn beetle um you know, the DNA has been worked out to be able to take that beetle and its DNA back to the original site from which it came. And I do think it might be helpful from, you know, you know, with the scientific community that that people are made aware that collecting some of these would be a good idea. To collect You don't have to do anything special if you just, you know, collect them and put them in a the freezer, uh, keep them frozen. Uh, and the reason for that is that as i said before there's a lot of scientific data being gathered and one is that they are able to uh, pin down you know where these have come from so the interconnectivity for example it might be good to know uh, if this population in cincinnati came from somewhere else in the u.s or did it come you know directly from a site you know in asia Um, and losing those specimens to science could be a bit of a challenge in my opinion so i think it's a A good idea that we do help people to understand collecting some specimens, keeping them frozen. We can put them in alcohol, uh, but freezing is a little bit better until you can pass it over to someone who then can use this to gather more information. I think that's not a bad message.
2: Yeah, that's a good point, Joe. And I think, um, do we have, we're working on a message, right? Didn't we have something from the call? Is it, is it?
3: If you detect it, collect
4: it. Yes, Yes. Detect it and collect it. Oh, I like that. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Well, once again, Ohio is leading the way.
0: (laughs) Yes, we (laughs) like that message
4: too, Joe.
1: (laughs) Well, excellent. Is there anything else that that the three of you want to make sure we hit on?
4: Well, one question I'd ask Jonathan, uh, when Jonathan, when you visited the site down here, and this goes back to things that are important to help detect spotted lanternfly, uh, were you seeing any sap weeping in association with these adults?
3: Yeah, the, I definitely did see some, and uh, you even will see things like uh, yellow jackets kind of feeding on some of that running sap, uh, you know, because they're attracted to the sweetness there. Um, I I did notice a little bit of sooty mold on some of the plants lower down. Sooty mold will accumulate. Um, in areas where the the waste of the spotted lanternfly has accumulated, it sort of attracts this sooty mold. So um, that's another kind of clue that we've got a population in place there. Uh, that's a pretty important
4: point. That's actually how it was first found in Pennsylvania uh, by Pennsylvania Department of Agriculture uh, inspector who was, who was the report was there were a lot of yellow jackets and bald faced hornets uh, flying around uh tree of heaven and so when he went out to uh to see what was going on it was this sap or actually you know uh, the, as jonathan correctly described it it was the waste of the uh, spotted fly being pumped out and that sweet uh, material was attracting all these stinging insects so I kind of think that's an important point you may see the yellow jackets and hornets particularly this time of the year because they're going after sweets right now You may see those before you see Spotted lanternflies.
0: Well, thank thank you guys all for your insight and your expertise on the Spotted Lanternfly. We do appreciate it. And we will uh, get the detect and collect message out there, I think.
1: So collect and detect, Megan. That's the new slogan. You can't have one unless it rhymes or something catchy. But hopefully that takes off.
0: Yeah, I like it. That's a great idea, too. I mean, yeah, preserve that thing um and get it to an inspector if you can and and we'll see if we can get some work done on that so yes (laughs) detect collect collect detect
1: excellent and uh hey it's been i don't know a lot's going on you'd think right now as things are getting colder agriculture would be winding down but it feels like uh you know every day there's something new but that's how we like it
0: yeah always busy always something new got lots going on and um yeah we're here to to talk about it
1: (laughs) and When it comes to the topic next week, that's a surprise for you, and it's a surprise for us. So we'll figure something out for you here in the very near future.
0: Yes, Yes, we'll uh, we'll catch you next week. Cultivating Convos is created by ODA's communications team. Make sure to hit subscribe to get the latest episodes in your feed, and like ODA on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for up-to-date news about agriculture in Ohio.